Welcome to the Financial Advisors Workshop, where we will be interviewing some of the most successful financial advisors in America to hear exactly what strategies and tactics they use to grow their practice to 100 million and beyond. So our biggest goal here with this podcast is to help you grow your financial advisor practice. So thanks everybody for tuning in and let's jump into the interview. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Financial Advisors Workshop. We're continuing with our series of talking to top-notch, successful financial advisors and leaders of financial firms. And today we've got Gabe Shaheen with us. And Gabe founded Falcon Wealth, uh, which is one of the top firms and one of the fastest growing firms in the country. Welcome to the Financial Advisors Workshop, Gabe. Appreciate it, Brian. Happy to be here. Thank you. Excellent. Well, you know, we've met some really great people. And it sounds to me from the background that we talked about earlier, uh, we've met another one. Uh, so uh, Gabe, uh, you know, uh, when you founded the firm, uh, you initially were not tax advisors, but you become tax advisors. I thought that was a very interesting thing. So talk a little bit about the founding of the firm, and then let's pivot to hear how you become tax advisors. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, great question, uh, Brian. Uh, you know, really, it started with uh, trying to find a firm that could offer everything. And that could be from uh, a core investment model, which uh, we believe in uh, asset allocation and indexing, but also being able to accommodate to those who are wanting, uh, whether it's uh, individual stock portfolio, individual bond portfolio, whatever it may be. Uh, so I, I really didn't like the idea of turning anybody away. And so in addition to that, a lot of our industry uh, with firms like us in wealth management, they probably have minimums between 500,000 to a million or $2 million. So we also incorporated planning fees only. So we don't want to just help the rich get richer, but also the inspiring become rich. So uh, with that, uh, that really just after looking around, uh, really just uh, of the motivation of my wife and uh, in-laws to say, you should start your own practice uh, while you're young and energetic and ambitious. So uh, we went that route. And as we did that, we started the firm with eight clients and $5 million, started teaching classes uh, throughout the, my, the university my wife was at, and uh, little by little started acquiring clients. So in a two-year period through working a lot, <laughs> a lot of hours, uh, passionate hours, though, uh, we were able to get to $100 million in two years, uh, which was a blessing. Uh, throughout that period, because we, are, uh, we started with strategies such as Roth conversions or backdoor Roth contributions, uh, we found to communicate with CPAs, accountants uh, in our relationship, and, and they appreciated that. They want to know uh, what we're doing. Why are you doing the Roth conversion? Or did they take it out? Because they don't know. They get the 5498s in May. They're done with the taxes in April. So. Yeah. So they appreciate our collaboration with them. And so we started picking their brain and we started learning more strategies. I always, uh, with the master's, with an emphasis in accounting, uh, I was always interested in uh, tax. So uh, researching a lot of strategies that were out there, bouncing them off these accountants. So we had relationships with about six or seven really good accountants. And we continually dug deeper, deeper, and deeper. And it got so deep where we started making recommendations on corporations and maybe uh, making recommendations that the accountants did not uh, look at. And so it got a bit uncomfortable. And in 2018, uh, we decided to launch Falcon Tax and Consulting, which is a separate entity, uh, but at the same time, a division. They're also the tax division of Falcon Wealth Plan. So, and this uh, allowed us to do taxes on behalf of our clients. And more importantly, just have uh, a professional 
environment where we can give tax advice. And that really became the chassis of Falcon Wealth Planning of our, uh, of our tax planning side of the business. So you told me earlier that you saved someone almost over 250,000 in taxes, is that right? <laughs> 262,000 to be specific, that was quite recent. And in a situation like that, all of a sudden, you know, when you're paying that much taxes, you have money, right? So they had about $11 million laying around. They're probably gonna have to still pay about $2 million in taxes. So they're looking to give us between five to $6 million. Actually, they've given us five to $6 million. Uh, so at that point, who cares if you're paying uh, 40 to 50,000 a year when for the next four or five years on an annual basis, you'll be saving on an annual basis, 262,000. Uh, well, depends on the revenue, but for this year, 262, it was an absolute no brainer. And that's just some of the power of, you know, being competent in that, you know, side of the business. Wow, that's great. So you started the firm and then you, you pivoted and added the tax firm as well. They're, they're separate firms, though. They're not like part of a holding company, they're separate firms, okay? Correct. And then you've added some advisors as well, right? We have, I mean, just to handle with the demand. Um, so we have uh, eight CFPs, all our advisors are CFPs. Uh, we have more CFPs, but the eight client-facing certified financial planners. And so uh, it, which makes them a bit unique is they're the really the main face that they work with the client. So they do, in essence, the business development. Then after that, they manage the relationships. So we'll call them relationship managers. And the last one is they have the competency for financial planning. So they're also putting, they have, uh, we have a financial planning team that helps them put the core together, but they're also the financial planners. So they're continually making recommendations uh, okay. on that come up. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Well, oh, that's, that's interesting. And, and now I think you, you said you're up to four or 500 tax clients every year now. So it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah, and growing. Exactly. I mean, every year, this year, uh, yeah, we have a team of three, not including myself in that tax department. And it's, I mean, it's just growing so much so where they're kind of picking and choosing or kind of even clients that are coming in now last week, we're asking to go on extension uh, just because the bandwidth is difficult. We want to focus on our clients first, especially on situations like I just explained, let alone, uh, you know, the, you know, ignoring them or you know, focusing on new clients. It's always, you don't want that only new clients get the new cell phone, right? How about the old clients? Let's give them some love. So give some, them some love as well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Gabe, what, uh, what city are you in? Uh, headquarters is in Ontario, California, which is just outside of Los Angeles County. Yeah. In fact, that's a big town. There's an airport out there, isn't there? there it's half a mile from our office. So <laughs> a lot of our offices are strategically located literally across the streets from Hotel, uh, airports, international airports, like John Wayne Airport, our Irvine location is literally across the street uh, from there. Uh, and how many locations do you have? We have uh, uh, probably four core locations. Um, mm -hmm. uh, then we have a few other satellite locations where we will meet with our clients. So, but uh, really four locations. And these are all with different... Uh financial advisors or planners, as you call them, in different locations? And then what are the satellites then? Are they just uh, small offices where people meet or? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, these days I we're in Southern California, right? Still a lot of meetings are on Zoom. And in addition to that, gas prices touching on $6 a gallon. Some people will say, I'm still happy to do Zoom for that reason as we're dying down on the COVID restrictions. So, uh, you know, 50 miles could be three hours with traffic. And right. so, uh, 
so like our Torrance office, it's very, I live in LA County um, and Torrance is LA County, but it could take me over two hours to get there depending on traffic. Oh boy, oh boy, wow. <laughs> well, good, so all right, so you develop the business, uh, you go pivot in the tax direction. So how is that played into asset development or, or is tax growing bigger than, faster than assets or how does that all play? Yeah, great question. Uh, really assets and helping clients on the personal finance is priority. We really don't care to grow the tax business organically uh, mm -hmm. through business development on that end. Really, it's all through Falcon Wealth Planning. And so you to be able to go to Falcon Tax, you have, have to have a relationship with Falcon Wealth, which is the management side of the business, asset management. So by far, that's, that's the strongest part. I mean, we're probably acquiring on a slow week, three, on a busy week, maybe 15 new AUM clients on a weekly basis. So we're definitely aggressively growing uh, in that. And of those probably, because we don't solicit to do their taxes, probably 10 to 25% will go to the tax side. Okay. And uh, now you have a practice, obviously, that you began with, and then you have seven other advisors, right? You're like one of the eight. Is that right? Okay. So your practice is, is how much of the firm? 50% or? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a complicated answer because everybody here is salaried and everything is up to me. So we could call them. Uh, so there is no territorial. There's times we've taken clients, moved them over for uh, just personality reasons, uh, sure. qualification reasons, uh, sure. or competency reasons. So, uh, so it's a bit unique, you know, uh, we, we kind of have that fine line of saying, hey, this is your book, you're, because it's really not. We're doing, we're, we're the ones spending half a million dollars a year in marketing. We're the ones that are bringing them to the office. We're the ones helping them close. So it's a bit unique uh, in that regard. Um, so really, uh, but with that, uh, to answer your question directly, the direct answer to your question is, I'm, I probably have 50 clients now that probably totals 150 of our 500 million. Okay. So, so then the rest of those assets are still the firms, but they're assigned to different advisors, right? Yeah. We kind of have a grid system, so it does matter, but we want to be able to look our clients in the eyes and say, we're salaried. And so there's just a profit sharing piece at the end of the year that we do that's more based on the firm. So truly if they have a client that pays $5,000 for planning. The advisors don't get one penny of that. It kind of just goes back to the marketing side. If they get a client that you know, it's $2 million that generates $20,000 a year in revenue, their, their pay doesn't go up. Uh, yeah. It's a good system later on. That, But everybody works together for the good of Falcon Wealth, which is great. Exactly. Yes. Well, good. So do you, do you charge separately for taxes um, or, or do you not? Like, or is it variable? Yeah, I mean, so the answer is we charge separately for taxes. Um, but if somebody's giving us $3 million, $5 million, generating thirty dollars to $50,000 of revenue, Falcon Wealth will write a check to Falcon Tax for the one to $2,000 that may cost. So Falcon Tax is always getting paid. Falcon Wealth, is, so for the client, for the end user, it could be all included. Okay, okay. So it's, it could be negotiable depending on the client or part of an overall process and, and asset development and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, we made a decision, I think a year and a half ago, anything over 2 million will comp taxes. Oh, okay, nice, nice, all right. 
Well, good. So, you know, we're taping this on St. Patrick's Day. So, Gabe, happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. This is my green that I'm wearing, by the way. That is green right there. And uh, I'm in a city where St. Patrick's Day is probably one of the biggest holidays of the year. I'm in Chicago, where they just <laughs> die the river green and go crazy. Uh, is there anything going on out there in St. Patrick's Day a little bit, you know, maybe? You know, my buddy moved, this was over 15 years ago, to uh, Maryland. And he was talking about St. Patrick's Day. And he said, uh, and he was uh, one, of, one of my Latino friends, and he goes, Cinco de Mayo, and I, I grew up in Arizona, and now I'm in California, is a big deal equivalent to St. Patrick's Day in the East Coast, and even right. in the last, versus Saint, uh, Cinco de Mayo, not as big of a deal. So he, that was how he articulated it. So yes, I'll probably try to go to an Irish pub. I doubt I will, but uh, my wife said, go, 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 because um, I never go out. I probably will not go. So this is this is my St. Patrick's Day surprise today. This is my enjoyment. <laughs> podcast interview. It's great. Well, <laughs> I remember finishing an MBA program uh, on St. Patrick's Day in 2006, ironically. And uh, we graduated on the day the river turned green. But uh, you also did an MBA program as well. Tell us about that and, and how that helped you uh, in this practice, in this business. You know, that's, I uh, started my MBA in 2006, uh, did not finish it until 2015, I believe. Uh, obviously, there was a gap in between through career moves and so on. But uh, it really helped me. Some of the best things of the whole MBA that I did was the Harvard Business Case Reviews. And you really get to dig deep into companies and kind of see how they pivoted. And man, that just helped as I was looking to start Falcon Wealth Planning. Um, I attribute a lot of the success to my MBA just, you know, and I'm happy in hindsight, it was a blessing that I waited almost 10 years to get my MBA because I would have been fresh out of college, even though I was working and I was uh, a branch manager at a local bank at the time uh, with, uh, you know, referring to investments. Um, you know, it's, it matters versus being 22 or 23 versus, you know, 34, 35, when you get that, or, you know, MBA or whatever uh, however old I was. So it, it worked out really well. But uh, emphasis and tax planning also, I would say, not only gave me the credibility, but the knowledge. Right. And I really started digging deep into the IRS.gov, just going deep into the code. And so I could, to this day, can work that site and just find the code like nothing. And uh, that's really helped uh, to help with clients. I talk to other accountants as well. Yes. Now, you also mentioned uh, that you're very focused on being a fiduciary and conflicts of interest uh, and, and making sure there aren't conflicts of interest. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, because I know that's a big part of the independent advisor world, uh, but you're a fee-only advisor, right? Correct. Yeah, so we're an independent fee-only. Uh, we custody at the major discount brokers. It was important to not have uh, anything to do with insurance, uh, anything to do with uh, uh, even the advisors, the way they get compensated to truly be unbiased, because that matters for someone that did do commissions, for someone that did get paid off sales. Like, even if you're the world's greatest salesperson, that could be that 1% on your shoulder that could skew you to make a decision. And don't get me wrong, the advisor, we're not a nonprofit or profitable company, and the advisors do care about a profit sharing at the end of the year. But at the same time, we don't want the relationship to be based on that. And so... Right. Um, so that was really the core. That's why we went fee only. I gave up my insurance license uh, when that happened. I was happy to do that. And I hear 
uh, people like uh, uh, Rick Edelman and a few other mega firms, and they're like, well, it's only 1% of our revenue. It's like, then get rid of it. Like you're, you're, you're knocking it down that it's only 1%, but now you can't call yourself the only, and now you can't, you know, now you have to disclose A, B, and C. Um, the only disclosure I have to say is, hey, we have this tax division. I selfishly want you to use them to make my job easier. That's yes. only disclosure. And that's, you know, I guess debatable if that's conflict of interest. But I think once people realize who we are and what we do, they instant and the, the attempt and the work to communicate with their accountants more times than not before we get to that point, they're asking us, can I just use your account? So Gabe, who, who is your target market? If the whole firm is working kind of together, you know, certain people have certain specialties, I'm sure, but is there a general target market that you consider you're targeting at Falcon? I mean, who can we help the most are small business owners by far. If you get a small business person in front of us, they're going to become our client. Like, I don't care who they're working with. In right. some capacity, they'll be working with Falcon Wealth. And so there's a massive difference between tax preparation, which is somebody they meet with once or twice or three times a year versus a tax planner that they're meeting with on an annual basis. Heck, they probably meet with their accountants now, but that's for last year. Well, some of the strategies have to be done by December 31st. So right. it's so um, ta- so small business owners are just low hanging fruit. That's mm-hmm. money. Or the person we saved 262,004 was a you know decent sized company. I think they have over 100 employees. They're bringing in uh, eight figures of revenue. So they are uh, a large corporation. Also, just high taxpayers, people who pay a lot in taxes. And then here's a weird part about it. Also, low tax payers as well. It's kind of weird. So this could be seen in two ways. One is uh, uh, we'll call it uh, early retirees before social security kicks in, before required minimum distributions kick in, before a lot of these pensions kick in, uh, but you know, before they get Medicare. So there are some strategies that we like doing during low income years uh, that could be very fruitful as well. Um, so so those, I think, are probably the core uh, people. High people pay a lot in tax. Certain situations when they're in low tax brackets, and then small business owners. Nice, interesting. Well, good. Uh, all right. Well, um, if you had a big message that you'd like to leave with our colleagues in the industry, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna present this, uh, you know, video clips in the course of the podcast to literally thousands of financial advisors across America. So that's who you're talking to. What would you like to tell them? You know, um, starting off, just passion is everything. Um, you don't count the hours when you love what you do. And just the amount of commitment you're going to need in the beginning, depending on how large you want to scale it, uh, I think is important. And to speak with your significant other about it, if you have one, uh, just letting them know and getting their buy-in into it. Because the worst thing that can happen, I can't imagine if my wife told me, oh, you're picking up the phone again, you're answering emails, you're working late again. That would have just, that would have messed with my mind. And I never, I was blessed to say I never got that. And such a supportive wife. She comes from a family of entrepreneurs, so that helped. I was blessed in that regard. But having that communication is big, especially when you're committed, you're driven, you're smart, and you're passionate about what you do. I mean, you're, it's just, you do it because you love it. You don't, yeah. you go from six to 11 o'clock at night, 6 a.m. to 11 o'clock at night, just because you have to, you have to help the people. So I think just 
being passionate, talking to a support system, letting them know there's going to be tough and crappy days. But by having that support, I think it's just, I think that's what it's all about. So that, that would be my advice to everybody. Because if you're passionate, you're going to want to learn. Whether your focus is individual stock or building portfolios or whatever it is, you're going to continually try to find the best for your clients. In our case, it was tax planning. Other people, it's estate planning. Other people, maybe insurance. You know, finding some high individual uh, net worth individuals on offering certain permanent products for them, which can be very uh, financially rewarding and has its purpose in the industry. But just have that passion and grind it out, and it's it'll work yeah. out. Well, and I didn't ask you also, Gabe, what do you think of the markets here? We we had good markets the last couple of years after the pandemic bottom. And, and then all of a sudden now we have war in Europe we haven't had in 70 years. And Fed raises rates yesterday and confusing time. What what do we do here? Yeah, I mean, it's sad, right? War is not good. It's not pretty, especially now, day and age. You can see it online and it hits home when, you know, dad is kissing daughter uh, on putting on a train with a stranger or their neighbor to go to Poland, you know, that, that resonates having a child and just mentally thinking that. So, um, so, uh, you got to take the emotion out of it. This isn't the first time we've been in war. Heck America is not even directly in this war. And when you look at the past three years with a 20% return, well, the market averages 10, 11% return. So this could be a reversion to the mean. There's always something going on. You can't outsmart markets. And so at the end of the day, if you and I are still going to buy an Amazon tomorrow, if you and I still need to pump gas, if you and I still need to go on the internet, if you and I, you know what I'm saying, have to go to Costco to buy our groceries, if you and I are still going to have a, a life and not put that on hold, then this will figure itself out because we are survivors. Humans are survivors. And guess what? Corporations, Fortune 500 especially, are ran by people. And their job is to survive as long as possible. And they're going to figure it out. They always have, they always will. And that's what we're invested in, whether you're an individual stock chooser that you do for your clients, or you're an index advisor uh, that believes in uh, globally diversified indices, it's going to work out. And so just calm them down, explain that to them. I've seen this movie before. And at the end of the day, we know what happens. Yes. Great. Well, these are all good ideas. And, uh, we learned a lot today, and Gabe, we appreciate you being with us on Financial Advisors Workshop. Maybe we'll check in again in the fall and see how things are going and how the development's going, and and uh, and uh, thanks again for being with us. I appreciate it, Brian. Look forward to it. All right. All right. Well, thanks for Gabe and all the folks at Four Star. We'll sign off for the day, and we'll be back with another fabulous interview with another one of our, our industry's top people like Gabe. Thank thanks you. a lot. Thank you so much for listening. Again, our biggest goal here is to help you grow your financial advisor practice to 100 million and beyond. If you enjoyed the ideas shared here, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star iTunes review. The more reviews we receive, the more iTunes will suggest our podcast to other listeners and the more financial advisors that we can help. If you have any follow-up questions about this discussion, please write them in your review on iTunes and then we will answer your questions directly and potentially even do an entire video on our YouTube channel of the same name devoted to answering your question. So don't forget to download our guide on all the tips, strategies, and tricks I personally use to grow my practice to 100 million and beyond in managed assets by going to fourstarwealth.com forward slash advisors. And if you're a financial advisor looking for more freedom, higher margins, better training, please set up a consultation to discuss joining our team by going to fourstarwealth.com forward slash advisors. All right, well, thanks for listening. And and until the next Financial Advisor Workshop, keep on growing out there, everyone.